you got your Bibles, go with me over to the book of Acts. Acts. Pay attention to tonight. I know you always do. But pay attention to tonight. Remember last week, those of you that were here, we after night night, y'all, we all moved over. We all moved over there. Things seem too good to be true. Things are good. Too good to be true. Um growing up when something seemed too good to be true, it probably was it probably was what? It probably was. When seeing things seemed too good to be true, it probably was. Um in the church. In the early church, they're rocking along, and the day of Pentecost has come, and the Holy Spirit has come, and, and the church, there's unity, there's, there's oneness, there's this sweetness about it. Remember over in Acts 2, I think it's 2.45, they were, they were selling things, they were taking care of the poor, they were meeting the needs of all the people, they were, they were doing all of these things as we progress on through chapter 3, and we get over into chapter 4. We're going to read for the end of chapter 4 tonight, but things are really good now in the early church. There's a, there's a unity, there's a oneness, there's, there's so much happening. And listen, church, as a warning, when things seem too good to be true, the devil is working overtime to mess things up. The devil wants a toehold. The devil wants just his, his old stinking nose just in a little gap. He wants to divide. He wants to, he wants to sow discord. He wants to bring division. He wants to do anything he can to mess things up. And what does he use? He uses people. He uses people, and he uses people in the room a lot of times. He does. We, uh, before, don't, don't, don't turn, but I just had to. I'm, I'm reading through this, and as I'm reading through this all week long, I'm sitting down there, and I'm just reading this over and over. There's this one verse that continues to come to mind. It's found over in 1 Corinthians 10. Therefore, let him who thinks he stand take heed that he does not fall. It usually happens in the building. And don't let any one of us think for one second that it can't be us. Don't at, a, don't at any moment think, well, there's no way. I'm walking too close to God right now. When you're walking too close to God, guess what? Pride's done got you all up in there. I mean, pride has its grips all over you when you say, hey, there's no way. I am so close to God right now. Me and him are like, we're like that. Yeah, and pride's even deeper. Pride comes before the fall. Let him who think he stand take heed lest he fall. Things seem too good to be true. Probably is a lot of times. We've got to be careful. The picture was pretty obvious last week when we all went over there. There's a lot of work to do. There's a lot. Get what's your back. Same one. Love you to death, but I'm still saying. Who knows all those that you know? You know them all. I see them randomly. I see them ever so often. But you see them daily. Inside the church, good things were happening. God was continually adding to the church awe and wonders and miracles. And amazing things were happening at the hands of the apostles. And the disciples were just, just blowing their minds. 
so much so that even the shadow of the, of the apostles could heal people. They would take handkerchiefs and lay them on people, and those handkerchiefs would heal men of diseases. Powerful moves of God were taking place in the early church. But in the middle of all that, in the middle of all that amazing, awesome stuff were people with bad hearts. Look, look over with me in Acts chapter 4, beginning in verse 32. And the congregation of those who believed were of one heart and, and soul, and not one of them claimed that anything belonging to him was his own. But all things were common property to them. Can you imagine the unity? Can you imagine how close? Can you imagine how sweet? There was no needs anywhere. Hey, you have, you have a need, we're going to meet it. You got something happening, we taking care of it. You hurting, we right there. You hungry, we feed you. That's the spirit that was in the room at the moment. And you're like, wow, how could anything ever mess this up? No great Civilization ever fell from without. It always falls from within. And it starts in the heart of people. That's the context. That's the backdrop of what happens here. Verse 33, And with great power the apostles were given testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and abundant grace was upon them all. For there was not a needy person among them, for all who were owners of land or houses would sell them and bring the proceeds of the sales and lay them at the apostles' feet, and they would be distributed, and here is the catch, to each as anyone had need. And it wasn't like they just all went out and sold everything they had, because... You can read on in Acts and people still had houses. So it wasn't like they just gave up everything. It's when they had a need, they took care of it. If something came up, they met it. It wasn't like they just went out and said, okay, I'm selling everything I got. That's not what the book is talking about. There was a love for one another. Here's an example of what one of them was. Verse 36, now Joseph, a Levite of Cyprian birth, who was so called Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated means son of encouragement, who owned a tract of land, sold it, and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. There you go. That's an example of what it was. You got Barnabas here. A need pops up somewhere. He goes and sells a tract of land. Doesn't say he sold everything he had, it said he sold a tract. Sold a tract of land and brought it and laid it at the disciples' feet. Things is too good to be true. Church, we've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. I've got to be careful. We've got to be careful. These marriages have got to be careful. This body, our children, with our youth, we've got to be careful that we don't let something start happening right here that, that, starts, that starts growing and it starts as a root. It can be as it can be as simple as, Casey, you did a good job. I wish somebody clapped for me. I'm going to do something to get somebody to clap for me. 
We laugh. But how many times have we been there? I did just as good. Why are they clapping for him? I can do that good. I can do what he's doing. I can, I can, I can do it too. Where does that start? It starts right here. Is that lions doing it? Is that bears doing it? Is that tigers doing it? Monkeys, bats, mosquitoes, gnats? No. Humans in the heart. In this very room, it can happen. Let him who think he stand take heed lest he fall. We could, we're all susceptible. We're all, we're all capable. We're all like Lot. I remember talking about this here because I almost messed up. He was right there. He, he got close to it. He pitched his tent right up next to Sodom. I ain't in it, but I'm close to it. We're all capable of that. That's where Ananias and Sapphira mess up. It started in their heart. And God had to make an example early. And the church is growing. The church is, is booming. There's an excitement. There's, a, there's an energy. There's a, there's a move of God happening in the early church that has never happened in history past. And God had to make an example quickly. He had to snuff it out really big. And here's the deal. God can still do that when there's a bad heart. And God sees the motives. God knows your motives. God knows the secret things. He knows, he knows everything about it all. He knows the whys behind the public expressions, by the in front of behind the, the public. Whatever the display is, God knows the reasoning, the motive. And it's not just, listen church, it's not just what we're doing here in this building. He knows the motives of you at home. He knows the motives of you at work. He knows the motives of you as a mom or as a daddy. He knows the motives of you as a son or a daughter. He knows all of that. He reads every bit of that. There's nothing secret from the front to the back. We could keep Ananias and Sapphira close to the front of our minds. But hey, their heart was bad. They wanted to be seen. They wanted the recognition. They, they didn't lie to man. They lied to God. They, didn't, they were not deceiving. Listen, what did Paul say over in Psalm 51? Listen, church, against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. Had Uriah killed, had an affair with Bathsheba, but the, but the sin, David says the sin was not against Uriah. The sin wasn't with Bathsheba. No, the sin was against you, and you only have I done this evil. Sin is against God. When we realize that sin is against God, and, and look, it don't matter. Hey, I'm better than him. I'm stronger than him. I'm faster. I'm, I'm whatever. It's not an issue here. It's an issue here. And what this is doing is this is hurting my witness. This is hurting my, my possibility and uh, potential in the future to be able to disciple, to be able to, to shine. Let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. What are we showing men? 
And what's the motive behind that showing? See, God sees the motive. There's a lot of people wake up every single day of our life. I'm going to go do X, Y, Z, Z, Z to be seen, to get a promotion because I need X. I'm going I'm to go in there and I'm going to work harder. I'm going to be harder. And you know why we're doing it? We're doing it so all of these people right here will see us and recognize us and give us that pat on the back. Listen, God sees you. You'll be faithful in His sight. He'll give you the desires of your heart and blow your mind. That's the problem. We want the promotion we think man can give. God's a God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Can you possibly imagine the promotion He can give doing it His way in His perfect timing? But we catch ourselves bouncing from job to job, from place to place, from situation to situation. Why? Because we are, we are getting ahead. And God says, trust me. Do it my way. Let me see what I can do. Let me show you what I can do. Ananias and Sapphira. This was the context. They were... They were meeting needs. They were taking care of people. And Ananias and Sapphira came up with this plan. But a man named Ananias, verse 5, chapter 5, verse 1. But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property and kept back some of the price for himself. With his wife's full knowledge. You know, I thought about since Monday, since I went here. I thought about what was their sin. You could sit there and talk about. You could talk about how well they can. Their sin's a heart problem. Basic, fundamental, get down to the bare bones. It's a heart problem. They had just seen everybody probably clap. Or here's what they said: Man, did you hear about Barnabas? Wow, can you believe he did that? That dude. Do you realize how much that land cost? Wow, he brought all that money to the apostles. Wow, he's amazing. I wish I was like Barnabas. Barnabas was amazing. Just all this on and on. Barnabas this and Barnabas that. Wow, all this stuff. So, and now since the fire is laying there in the middle of the night, ceiling fans going, honey, we well, can do that too. I'm sick of Barnabas. I'm sick of this old Barnabas. Everywhere I go, I walk into town, went to the grocery store, and it was Barnabas this and Barnabas that. I'm tired of Barnabas. You ever been there? Don't you dare say you have. I'm tired of Barnabas. We can do that, honey. We can do that. Go, go. We, we got that old, we got that old kudzu patch on the backside. Let's go sell it. Ain't worth nothing. Nothing wants it but goats anyway. Can't grow nothing in it. It's just nasty. Go sell that. That's a bad heart. God wants the kudzu patch, or God wants the one that turns it out every other year perfectly. You know what He wants. But what do we give? It's a heart thing. And kept back some of the price for himself with his wife's full knowledge. And bringing a portion of it, he laid it at the apostles' feet. Peter said to Ananias, See, and at any moment, Ananias, at any moment, Ananias could say, You got me. <laughs> you got me. And he, you know where? He'd have still been alive and we'd have talked about Ananias' confession. Instead of talking about Ananias and Sapphira as ones that sat there and had a bad heart in the early church and God had to prove a hardcore point early on, we could have said, look, here's some folks that were really getting it. They were really getting it. They were confronted with their sin. They were confronted with the error. God saw it. They knew they were caught. And instead of moving forward, they stopped right there in the tracks and said, 
People, we're sorry. We're sorry. We've been lying. We've been living a show. We've been wearing a mask. We've been playing a game. We've been acting a, a fool. And I want to confess it. Can you imagine the rest of the story, how that would be written? Church, can you imagine what could be written in our stories if we were to do something radical, messed up, crazy thing like that? God already sees. God already knows. God knows the motives. He sees the backdrop. But Peter said to Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Our lives are toward God, not toward men. To keep back some of the price of the land. While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not in, under your control? Why is it that you have conceived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. And as he heard these words, Ananias fell down and breathed his last in great fear. God had to stop this. God had to, had to, move, had to remove this quickly. Because you don't, you're not going to build it. Your sanctification process, the sanctification is weeding out the junk. And replacing it with good is taking out the old sin. It's, it's when we're justified, when we're made clean. We've still got the temptations, the desires, the, the wants, the fallenness. But as we begin to walk with Christ, He begins to clean out the dirt. He begins to clean out the lust and the, the pride. He begins to clean out the, the messed up heart stuff, the motives. He starts working and all that and He starts removing it. And He don't just leave empty gaps there. He fills it with stuff. That honors him. That's what he does. Early on here in the early church, God had to prove a point. And a nice drops dead. Sapphira, three hours later, shows up. Young man got up, carried him up. And after carrying him out, they buried him. Now there elapsed an interval of about three hours. And his wife came in not knowing what had happened. And Peter responded to her, tell me whether you sold the land for such and such a price. She could have went off, said, that, that, that gut, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is not good. She could have come in and said, look, guys, I got, I got a confession. Well, honey, 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 never mind, he dead, but me, I got a confession. It's an interesting note there. You want to chase it and make it real? We're individuals. I don't stand before God and say, Wendy, hey, come here. Tell, tell, him, how, tell him how good I am. Tell, tell him what I really meant. We're individuals. And Peter said to her, why is it that you have agreed together to put the Spirit of the Lord to the test? Behold, the feet of those who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out as well. And immediately she fell at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men 
came in and found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came over the whole church and over all who heard of these things. Keep reading. At the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were taking place among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's portico. Notice, notice how God dealt with it, but continued to bless. God deals with sin. God deals with the consequences. God punishes. God does what he has to do. But God's perfect will is going to continue to move forward. God's going God's to accomplish that which he began in us. And all along the way, we have these Ananias and Sapphira opportunities. We have the Barnabas opportunity as well. We got the opportunity with a good heart, a genuine heart, to come and, and just take care and be, be led by the Holy Spirit. And then we've got God sees the heart of a person. And here's the deal I don't see anybody's heart. You don't see my heart. I don't see her heart, and she don't see my heart. We see each other's actions, we see each other's track record. But that's really it. But God sees all of it. God knows the whys. He knows the motives, the reasons, the backdrop. Go over to 1 John. Where are you at tonight? What's going unconfessed? What's going unattended? What's growing? Is there a root of bitterness, jealousy? Is there, is there, what's going on? Don't tell me. But I pray that the Holy Spirit will just show you. What is it? Stop it. Stop it. Just, just, just stop. Nobody knows, but God knows. Nobody sees it, but God sees it. The Bible says over in 1 John chapter 1, If we say that we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. That's 1 John 1.8. If we say that we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But look at verse 9. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Romans 8.1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. God doesn't condemn you. But on a night like tonight, when you're dealing with Ananias and Sapphira, when you see Barnabas, when you see the compare game, when you see just the, the jealousy, the, the, the envy, the, all that can just grow. And I think, about, I think about where we are today, parents. I think about where we are today, grandparents. we got all these games and sports and balls and travel balls and cheers and all this stuff. And my kids faster than your kids. I remember as a homeschooler, we used to have them come up to us when they was three. My kid can read the encyclopedia at three years old. And I'm like, woohoo! 
You're a rock star. They're not going to do nothing with it. They're going to forget it. It don't matter. They're still going to grow up and eat dirt and do stupid things. But that's human nature. Mine's better than yours. Mine's faster. Mine's stronger. Mine's smarter. Mine's quicker. Mine can hit a ball further. Mine can hit a ball. Mine can hit a ball. Mine bats fourth. Mine bats last. Mine's a DH. Mine plays every time mine starts. Mine's pretty. Mine's ugly. Think about it, church. And I don't even want to go to work. And I don't even want to go to size of houses and cars and stuff and money and raises and promotions. I don't even want to go into the family and talk about how he got this and she got this. How I was supposed to get all that and I only got this and they got all of that. And it's real. It's real. Don't you dare sit there and say, preacher, you don't understand. I'm telling you exactly what's going on and some. And there's way, 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 way more. She didn't talk to me. That whole group talks to them. They're always invited. They're in the clique. They're, the, they're their group. I never get invited. I'll stand right there and they'll walk up and hug that one and hug that one and skip me and hug that one. And I'm, what did I do? Let him who think he stand take heed lest he fall. We're all susceptible to anger, to bitterness, to jealousy, to envy, to pick a sin, pick a vice, pick a issue. And those things left unchecked grow deep, grow big, and they, they cause us to do things that do not honor God. There's people in this very room, small group even like this, are doing things right now with some really bad motives just to get at, back at somebody. God sees. God knows. I want us to pray. This will be our night-night prayer, nothing afterwards. This will be our prayer to go home. God had to make, an, make a, a point in the early church. What if God were to make, you know, if God were to make a point right now, I think he'd zap us all. If God were to want to make a point right now, he would probably get all of us. Praise God for his long-suffering. Praise God for his mercy. Praise God for his not giving us what we deserve. But the Bible says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful to forgive us. Right there between you and him and the quietness and the stillness of right now. You know you. And God sees you. Be real. Don't hide.
Father God, we come to you with David's prayer. Be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the greatness of your compassion. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgression and my sin is ever before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So that you are justified when you speak. And blameless when you judge. Behold you desire truth in the innermost being. In the hidden part you will make me no wisdom. Purify me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear the joy of gladness. Let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Father God, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will be converted to you. Father God, Sometimes if we're not careful, we can look on the outside too good to be true. We can carry a front and we can wear a mask. That can win awards. That can sway people. That can move people. God, don't let us play that. Because you see it. Don't let us act like we're winning or fooling anybody or faking anybody out, Lord. Too good to be true probably is. Lord, you see our hearts. Forgive us, Lord, for our sins. Forgive us, Lord, if there are those things there, those hidden things, those secret things, those motives that are not pure. Forgive us, God. Forgive us in Jesus' name. God, we want to honor you with our lives. We want, to, we want to live for you. We want to serve you. We want to run well. We want to finish well. God, I pray blessings around this room. I pray, God, that, Lord, each person realizes that there is, therefore, now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. You don't condemn us, Lord. You, with a, just like one of our kids, they mess up and they tell us, Lord, what do we do? We forgive them. We don't disown them we don't condemn them we don't destroy them we lovingly continue to restore them and bring them along God I thank you for doing that with us restoring us time after time after time and bringing us further and further and further along the sanctification process God please be patient with us God, you see what you're dealing with. We are at best but dust. Lord, our best is filthy rags. Lord, you know our frame and our statue. God, I thank you for being gracious. 
Well, let us leave here with a newfound sense of not so much worth, but maybe direction. God, sometimes we put a lot of energy into wearing that mask. We put a lot of energy in fooling others. A lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of thought, a lot of wasted, wasted energy in going out and being something we're really not. Forgive us. Forgive us. Lord, let us just simply shine so bright for you, for your glory. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Night, night, y'all. Y'all have a great week. See y'all this Sunday.